Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Podriplegics Podcast. I want to thank our sponsors, Arizona Spinal Cord Injury Association. If you look behind Mr. Eric Kenning and our guest for today, Mr. Tom Morello, you can see they are at the actual offices. Do you live there? I don't know. Maybe in a van down by the river. Who knows? That's oh, for another time, another day. Uh, you can find Arizona Spinal Cord Injury Association at azspinal.org, or you can call them at 602-507-4209. Eric loves the late night 4 a.m. phone calls to talk about your day. Um, you can find this podcast on YouTube, azspinal.org forward slash podcast, Facebook, the Arizona Spinal Cord Injury Friends Association group. Friends Group Association-ish, something like that. Uh, Audio-wise, we're on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio. And again, for my Italian and our Italian and English new listeners, I'm wearing, I'm sporting my uh, Premier League stuff for you. I know we're mid-season. I love it. So thank you. Uh, right now it is Aston Villa. Uh, that's because my favorite player plays for Aston Villa, but I've been a lifetime Chelsea fan. So it kind of goes against each other. But anyways, let me run through this, and then we can talk about it. All right. Don, Eric, myself, LaRonda have 100-plus years of living with a disability. We are not medical professionals. If you are having medical issues, please contact your doctor or 911. There will be mature language and content, mostly from LaRonda. Yeah. Um, not me, by the way. And don't sue us. If you sue anybody, like always, the guy with all the monies is Eric. So uh-huh. sue Eric. All right. Welcome. Thank you for everybody joining us. Today we have a special guest, somebody who's known Eric for a very, very long time and is very familiar with the disabled life of a person with a disability he's a caregiver he's been one for a long time he's got a very interesting story to talk to us about today um and maybe tell us some stories about mr eric kenning that we don't know that's what i'm waiting to get out of yeah we want some Uh, dirt and uh he he shares his name with uh one of my favorite guitarists ever mr tom morello tom morello thank you for being here you guys thank you for having me today eric Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I know that you said you have been a caregiver. So talk to us a little bit about some of the caregiving you have given, some of the care you have given, and how long you've been doing it and the sort. I've actually been caregiving pretty much all my life. When my parents got sick, battled cancer, I had to take care of them. Mom and dad passed away a few years ago. And then later on in life, about seven years ago, I became disabled 11 years ago from valley fever and the H1N1 swine flu. It damaged my lungs where I can't work full time like I used to work. And I just been on medications to open my lungs, steroids, and just it's been rough. But so at the same time, I had a lot of time on my hands and I just couldn't just sit. I just wanted to do something. So I got into the caregiving type business and see what it was all about. And 
I enjoy the work. It's just, it's sad. I see a lot of improvements that should be done in some of these facilities. They pretty much, I don't believe they treat some of these clients as good as they should, especially the money that they're making. Are you, uh, so do you mostly do in, like actually in, in facility caregiving yes. or do you do like private that, at home? Well, no, in the house itself, um, you know, facilities where they have anywhere from three to four people per home could range anywhere from people, you know, quadriplegic, it could be autistic, Asperger, autism, uh, could be cerebral palsy, Down syndrome, any, any condition they might have, you're, you know, you're there to help, you know, get them along, lead a normal life. Unfortunately, some of the people they hire in are like teenagers out of high school and 18, 19 years old, they barely, you know, can wipe behind their ears, let alone care for an adult and understand what they're supposed to be doing. You know, a lot of times, sometimes I've noticed female and some male caregivers would sometimes treat some of the clients as like they were kids. And these are the last thing you should do is treat them like a kid. They're adults. You treat me They're like a kid kids. all the time. I'm sorry. <laughs> I said you treat you treat me like a kid all the time. <laughs> well, see, they come natural with you. So that's. <laughs> but uh, it's just it's sad to see because some of the caregivers should take the first rule of thumb: treat this person like it was your brother, your mother, your uncle, your grandma. You wouldn't like someone to treat your relatives or parents like that, then you should show respect with them as well. And yeah, I mean, I think there are a lot of issues when it comes to um, that whole field, right? I mean, even when you go as far all the way up to care, from caregiving all the way to LPN and art and nursing, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of problems with that in that field and. You know, I don't know if we want to get into that kind of stuff. Um, go ahead, Lorana. Well, I have a question. Like, okay, so you, you're saying that there's like a lot of young kids that do this. Like, what type of training um, do you, or like a certification? I know my sisters are in that type of work, and they're always doing like all these certifications um, to work. Well, to work in a facility. So, right. you know, so what type of training and, and certificates do you have to have? Well, you have to, you get trained for about anywhere from a week to two weeks. You have to be certified in first aid, CPR, uh, wounds, home care wounds, medication, how to distribute medication out. Uh, if a client hurts themselves, you have to understand if they're having like epileptic seizure, you have to know what to do as far as rolling them over. And you get mm -hmm. some training and you have to be really certified every you know year for such training. Problem is, I don't think a lot of some of the workers I saw up in Flagstaff, I don't know how, you know, Phoenix, I've heard stories as well. Uh, but in Flagstaff, a lot of these people would think of it as, I'd rather do this than flip a burger Burger King. Is their attitude? It's like, I've even heard them say, I can text all day. I can talk to my boyfriend, do my homework. And you know, it's an easy job. Just sit there and watch them. I mean, yeah. Some, some of the clients like to go out. They want to go out to movies. They want to go out, get something to eat. They don't want to just sit there and watch TV.
TV all day. And mm. it's just for, I can't say all people do that. Not everyone does that. But there is a few that do spoil it for others. Hey, Tom, I got a question for you. Yes. Um, when you have to drive people around, did they ever refer to you as a chauffeur or anything like that? No. <laughs> okay. I'm just, you do. I'm just making sure. You I'm do. Sure. I usually say, I usually say to Aaron, home, James, home, James, could you hurry up? <laughs> Oh, that was a done. that was a dig, man. That was, I know, it was a dig. throwing shots. It's a little it. early to be throwing shots. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I told right. I was gonna be good, but if he wants to open that door, I will walk in. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, but, I mean, I think that uh, any of us, I, mean, I, I know for myself, I mm -hmm. I have caregivers. I also I have nurses. Um, I know Don probably does as well. I don't know if Loranda or Eric do, but. It's a man finding a good caregiver or a good nurse is it's is rare. paramount to your success and yeah. what happens through you, through your your growth as and as, as being disabled. It really is. I mean, if you if you have bad caregivers and your your whole day and your whole life can be it brings bad, you down. It brings your your whole yeah. psyche gets brought down. If you have some, oh, can I help you? Oh, okay. Well, you can just sit there. We'll do something another time and. It brings your whole mood, your psyche down. If, and plus, you know, it's not good for the person you're supposed to be working for. You're not right. there to do your homework or talk to your boyfriend or text someone. You're there for the clients to assist them so they can move on and get stronger and start being more independent. Well, do they have someone to supervise? Like, you know what I'm saying? To make sure, you know what I'm saying? That they're doing their job. Like, you, you know, do you guys have to fill out... I always say questionnaire because everything has a name on questionnaire right. attached. Supervisors but are you know around what I'm once in a while. Mm -hmm. They're around once in a while, but usually supervisors, they, they're very, how can I say, frugal in what they pay people. They barely pay mm -hmm. a minimum wage, maybe 50 cents more if you take an overnight shift. But the mm -hmm. supervisor are busy with three, four homes going from one home to another. I mean, the average mm -hmm. client uh, gets it eighty dollars a day from the government to you know fed into the government. So one month, thirty days, twenty four hundred a month. Three clients, that's seventy two hundred a month. Times what for one year, eighty six thousand. If you have mm -hmm. three four homes, we're talking about two hundred sixty thousand a year. And mm -hmm. I'll, I can tell you right now, some of the food is not always the best at some of these clients should be eating. Sure. You, you know, I, I mean, I think most places require CNAs or LPNs or RNs to fill out what they call progress notes. Yes. Um, something of the sort. Every two hours, they have to notate what it is they did or have, you know, they've supposedly done. But again, if there's not mm -hmm. somebody that looks those things over and if the client is not able to kind of be able to respond back or give you feedback into what is difficult or why they don't like this person or this person didn't do that or you know it, it there's a lot of there's a lot of ways to manipulate that system you know oh, so um, yeah i've seen it oh yeah. there's a lot of ways wait to the end of the night just write blah blah i mean if you're a newbie i was a newbie so should i document that Everything's okay. You don't need to document that. Then we have to do another report. Just put he had a great day. Everything was great. He had breakfast, lunch, 
dinner, good day for this person. And then they never get solved. And the next day, someone might have a, a behavior you know, issue and they don't know well, what happened. He was good yesterday. Today, he's like, you know, very upset. I'm, Tom, I'm curious, does the state ever come in to do an inspection? Well, they do checks. Yeah, they do checks. Um, I mean, surprise inspections kind of thing. Or do they know that's coming? I mean, I'm just wondering how how this can be improved. What what do you see as remedy or improvements that can be made, in your opinion? I watch people come in when they know the state's coming. They're warned about it. They're warned like a few days before. So, uh, we're going to have people come in to inspect everything. So you get everything up to date. Make sure everything's clean. Floors, everything has to be clean. Here comes the inspection. So they don't want no chaos or anything happening. It might be a day you take the clients out. Guys want to go to a movie today? Boom. Uh, yeah, that doesn't seem right. To me, it seems like it should be unannounced, you know, surprise. Oh, no. Right, 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 right. Like, right. Have, like I remember in college when it was parents' weekend, they always served the best food when the parents were there, you know. Yeah. We'd have steak on parents' weekend and parents would leave and Right. You know, their food is not so bad. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then Wait, later yeah. on, you eat beans and corn and, oh, look, we made tacos today. Ugh, had those yeah, yeah. times. So, I mean, that, that to me is surprising that they don't do uh, spot or surprise inspections. I, well, I, I, I mean, I think the issue. One surprise visit. I think the issue really, and I mean, and this is from mm -hmm. my personal experience of both running uh, a care company and also being a client for a care company. I think the issues mostly come in in the fact of you have to, one, have funding to be able to pay people money, okay? Uh -huh. If you can't pay people, if you're only paying people $10 an hour, you can't expect them to be doing 25 or $30 an hour work. You're gonna get what it's you not, pay for. Yeah, it's, right. just, it's not the way it works, especially here in the United, in America, right? I mean, it's just uh -huh. not how it goes. So one, that needs to be up, especially for people who are on full-time disability, who can't mm -hmm. care for themselves in any, any way or shape or form or are dependent upon other people to care for them. Um, and two, I think that there needs to be better checks and balances when it comes to these companies that send in aides or nurses to mm -hmm. people's homes or to facilities and it's not all about simply a bottom line dollar that you're you're worth this much, you're worth this much, you're worth this much. Um, I know one thing that we do when we have clients is we involve them into the hiring process. So when you are get people to apply and do all these different things, you know, mm -hmm. you you whittle them down to four or five people, and then you bring the client in and you let them interview with them as well. So that way they can understand that that's somebody they're going to be around for periods of time and they can have a feel for, okay, this person, maybe I like better than this person, you know, I can buy better or sit, you know, but again, that is strictly dependent upon whether or not they can communicate those things. So, you know, well, as you know, Sean, you know, it's a high turnover job. Super. Yeah. super. I mean, a lot of people either don't have the stomach for it or they're not patient. They, they were never patient to begin with, so they shouldn't be in this kind of work. Yeah, and I, I mean, I've said that many times. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've ever said it on here. I, I think a lot of people who go into the medical 
um, medical realm as far as caregiving, RN jobs, LPN jobs. They don't do it because they really want to care for people. They do it because it's a way to make money and not have to go through eight years of college or, you know what I mean? Like it's just, Mm -hmm. it it really is. It's just a way to have a, a steady job that pays you okay and decent money and you don't have to necessarily be a doctor or you know what I mean or, or an MA or a PA or something so um, I think that that if we could shift that somehow to where mm-hmm. we only really focus on the people who want and to be caregivers and want to care for people and then be able to pay them a living wage I think right. things would change but unfortunately right. there's where's the money you know what I mean that's what it yeah. comes down you know, in my in um when I initially got out of college or got out of school, I worked for the medical examiner's office, and uh, majority, I will probably say a good seventy percent of the uh, people that, that we had came in were coming from those types of, like situations where um, they fail or um, they ended up you know with bed sores and just different you know different stuff I was like really shocked of how many people pass away in assisted living facilities and and in those situations and um and uh, like I said and a lot of them were basically oh they slipped and they had to use the bathroom and they got up and slipped and fall and fell and like broke hips or you know broke a bone and, and things of that nature so yeah, I'm with you, Sean. And then it's like, you know, like well, even with my sisters, like they had to get like higher. It's like every time I turn around, they're getting certified in something. And once they get certified, they can get paid more, you know. And I'm like, I don't think that there's a, an amount of money that should be really kind of set. What they get paid now makes no sense because you know they're taking care of love. I mean, they're doing a important, important job a job that a computer can't do, you know, that you have to have that human person, you know what I'm saying, to um, basically uh, provide those services. Mm -hmm. Correct, correct. Mm -hmm. So my sister swears, like you will never put you, you know, in it, you know, that's their, that's their like thing to me. Like, you know, if you ever get to the point to where you need that help, um, we'll never put you there. We, I mean, you know, they they won't they wouldn't want anyone else to take care of me. Or they're observing and they're seeing it. But look mm-hmm. at a couple of years ago with the lady who was, you know, incapacitated. She was in a, you know, vegetation state and she got pregnant, had a baby. Oh yeah. Remember a couple of years back in the and that was, was here in Phoenix, big yeah. facility oh, in yeah. Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Does anybody remember? No one knew the name what happened. They said she's giving birth mm-hmm. to a baby. Mm, I don't remember the name. I think they might have shut down actually. Yeah, well, yeah, I oh, think yeah, they, they, got down, yeah, yeah. they got sued. They got sued. Yeah. And they ended up finding out because she was actually, she gave like was in a comatose state because I think they were trying to abort. Didn't they want to abort the baby or something like that? I think they aborted first. the first one. Mm. Yeah, it was, first I don't know one. about the first one. It was the first was one. Two? They had, I think it happened twice, they said, oh my to this God. person. Yeah. No, oh no, no, I know, I know. I think it was only one time because her family was, was so. Uh, I remember, I it's, it was actually, um, yeah, because I, yeah, I was in Wisconsin when it happened, yeah. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it it's crazy, it's a tough, it's it's just a tough business in, in, mm-hmm. in general. I mean, especially when you're talking about too, when you talk about family members, all right. Now, if you look at family members taking care of you, that's a very difficult situation, one. 
because the government only pays a certain amount when certain amount of hours for family members to take care of you. They won't, they don't pay. If you have 24 hour care, they're not going to pay 24 hours for your family to take care of you. Okay. So that puts a burden on the family, right? Then you have to talk about relationships that you have with each other. Now, if you're stuck with just some one person taking care of you and it is your family member, Um, I'm going to tell you, I think we had this conversation when my brother was on here, right? It is brutal. It is so hard. It is such a difficult thing and such a burden to put on a family member or any family members, you know, so it's hard for us too, right? Like it's hard Mm -hmm. for us, hard for everybody. And there's no, there's no way to like make it financially acceptable enough to where it's like, okay, I'm going to quit my job because I have to care for, you know, my disabled child. Well, you can't because you got to pay for them to live too. Survival. You got to survive. Yeah. I mean, that's just it. But, you know, in the word burden, if your family is a true family member, they're going to take care of you and love you no matter what. I mean, if they have to do it, they're going to have to do it. But 24 no. hours a day, seven days a week, 365 oh, days a year, bro. That's it's, hard. Uh, it's yeah. hard. Yeah, I know. You know, I was just going to say, I have to disagree because I don't want my family. I mean, they, my, they say they'll do it, but I, you know, I don't, I don't want my family taking care of me because yeah, I feel I know like they'll family. be like, right. They'll, they'll be like, oh, she, all right. <laughs> but, uh, my family, she and, I, and I know from, I know from a, for a fact you know, things are different. Like if you have a caregiver, you have a nurse or you have an aide, they're there to do what it is you tell them to do or what your, whatever your care plan is, right? I mean, whatever your doctor writes down as your care plan. If it's your mom or your brother or your sister and they go, I don't really feel like stretching you today, dude. Sorry. Like, just get up. Like, what are you going to say to them? Like, no, I need to. And they go, well, okay, I just won't get you up later. Like I'll just go upstairs. You know what I mean? Like it's it, it's a completely different body. Oh, completely. Mm-hmm. I can see that, Sean. I, I had a sister like that. My dad was battling cancer, and she's just I'm tired of what you know. I can't keep doing this. And I just told her get up, and I'll do it, no problem. Well, I gotta go see my boyfriend. and go on, and you know, to this day I still don't talk to her. Now I mean, see, I'm gonna get me a water gun. I'll fuck somebody up. Hey, I told I'm you she was going to cuss before oh, me. <laughs> you nailed it. I'm you just going to be honest. I, I'm, I'm just going to just keep it 100. I'm like that. I'm like, no, you know, no. That's why I, could, I, I couldn't have one of my sisters because it would be a cussing match. You know what I'm saying? I've been on fell out the bed or something trying to beat their ass. So right. I don't be going <laughs> to. Uh, I'll tell you the story, a true story. Mm-hmm. For me, I, you know, I used to have my friends when I was in college work for me. You know what I mean? And uh, we were on a road trip and, uh, we, you know, we had been up all night drinking, going to bars or whatever. And I woke, I, I always woke up early. I, for some reason, after after a long night of drinking, I always wake up early. And I was like, hey, come on, man, get me up, get me up, get me up, get me up, get me up. I bugged him, I bugged him, I bugged him for like 15, 20 minutes. Finally, he was, he got up, he picked me up and sat me on the floor and then walked off and went back and laid in bed. So I was stuck on the floor for like 45 minutes to an hour until the other guys woke up and were like, what are you doing on the floor? I was like, this dude, he just put me on the floor. 
because you didn't want to listen to me yell and scream anymore. You know what I'm saying? So say how bad I am. Denise, look at me. Denise, why don't you? Right? They might listen. They might not. Oh, I didn't hear you. You got your thing. Your thing. You can't fire your family, man. You're right, Tanya. Sometimes friends can be better than family. I no, I want that of them. You know, I like I, I love my family. I call them in Michigan. Mm-hmm. How's everything going? Good, really. Oh, another baby. Oh, great. Well, mm-hmm. I gotta go. I'll see you later. You know, it's like. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I talked. I, I talked to my family. I talked to my sisters, probably. All day like all day we don't even we hold the phone sometimes and don't say nothing you know what i'm saying because we all be at work and we know we can't say that with a piece of supervisor come around so you be like this with your ear <laughs> so I, I i know i could write i i know i couldn't have i i mean i i couldn't do it i just no, i couldn't do it because i yeah we'll be fighting i'll be on the floor I'll be like shut like they did sean that's exactly what they'll do to me they'll be high or <laughs> And put, me on, put me on the floor and tell me to shut up right i mean it happens look and, and mm-hmm. it's not like i was like hey i mean sure i was being annoying it was like 8 30 in the morning and we didn't go to bed till like 4 30 or 5 <laughs> i was sure i was being annoying right i mean and he was playing his part in being annoying back to me to try to show mm-hmm. me how annoying i was being mm-hmm. but that's the difference right like mm-hmm. a, a caregiver couldn't do that to you no. Oh no. No, you'd be in trouble. You lose your license to be gone and be yeah, fired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's what's I mean, great about being friends with somebody, especially Thanksgiving. Eric likes the parades <laughs> at Thanksgiving, don't you? So, <laughs> so okay. I'm my family too. What, what you talking uh, about? Oh, all right. So I need to I need to give you a little background on this one. <laughs> so when I first met Tom, uh, I was living in my van down by the river for a couple of years. Huh? seriously he was that's why he makes it he was. <laughs> i know when you said that i was like i was like dude you have no idea you're so you're so on with that that's why we said that earlier yeah yeah no i i, I was i was living in the in a van in the forest for a couple of years and uh i was working three jobs and uh i was working almost every day and uh anyways i i got to know uh tom and kathy and kathy is uh was was his wife and uh so kathy introduced me to tom and uh, and the winter was coming on for my third year and and they're just like you can't do this tom came up to me he's like you you can't be doing this anymore eric i'm like yeah i can he goes no there's guys getting murdered out there in where you're camping out and i'm like well i haven't been touched i mean i'm I'm doing fine you know whatever and he's like, look, come over for Thanksgiving. And I'm like, okay. And so I came over for Thanksgiving. And so went over that night and we talked. We stayed up kind of late. And uh, I slept on the couch, which was where the TV was. And then the kitchen's right behind the living room. I didn't realize this guy wakes up hella early. Like I'm a sleeping sort of guy. You know, when he got to bed at like three o'clock, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to sleep in nine or something like this. Nope. Seven o'clock, jumps on the couch, turns on the TV, watching the parade. I'm like, oh my God. I was, I was tortured. He was saying, shut it off. I'm like, dude, I got to get the bird in the oven. 
I got to clean it and get ready. You just sit, you want to just sit there and look at the parade and say, I hate this freaking parade. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it wasn't a happy camper. But I just felt, oh, man. I just felt Eric over there. If I'm ever on again, I will bring you pictures. I got young Eric. Oh, yeah, we want to see 24 years ago. I like your I I still can't believe, Eric, you was living in a band. We're talking three. Look at me working three. Yeah, you're saying that. Flagstaff, Arizona, off Lake Mary Road, 20 Mm. below zero windshield. Man, how can you, you like, that? What, 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 what was wrong? What, what was wrong with you? <laughs> well, okay, now, now wait a minute. He was, was attempting to be a motivational speaker. <laughs> <See, laughs> I was a motivational speaker before that, actually. Believe it or not, I actually spoke for school. Being Italian, my grandfather was here. He was a, what's the matter with you? <laughs> I was, I was in a commercial. Oh, or God. Sterner and Klein, and he, I taped it. He taped it, and he came up to me. He'd always tell me the line. And uh, Eric was in a commercial with Sterner and Klein where you worked at. Yeah, we were selling AOL me. products. Oh, it was hell. 4.0, oh, wow. 5.0. Yeah, you all AOL. And so we call people up. Hi, we got the new 5.0. Would you like uh, it? Oh, yeah, send it to me. All right, it's on its way. And so Gary makes a commercial. What did I say? On a good day? On a good day. He goes, hi, I work for Sterner and Klein. He had his headset. He said, when I work really hard, I can make almost $10 an hour. And I'm like, oh, classic. And I taped these. And you got rid of that tape. I said, no, watch this. He still got VHS. VHS. We need to Transfer that to a DVD. DVD. Okay, okay. Second question, Eric. How did you take a shower? <laughs> okay, so so here's here's the link. Here's the deal with that. So <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. You washed your butt with on lake water? No, Tom. No, that is not correct. Tom's messing like with parasites. You. I'm thinking about parasites. No, 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 no. So, so you found a little purse right here. So, it in. so there were two. There were two ways I did the shower thing. Okay, one um, at the telemarketing building, they had a shower. Uh, they did. I would go take showers there all the time. Okay. Uh, they. I also got. Hey a, Eric, why are you staying late? Oh, I just got some extra stuff to do, guys. You guys right. go ahead. Don't worry about me. Right. I, I, I look at it. I just gotta wash my ass. That's about it. Just gotta go. That's on the sink. That place was so crazy. Right. It was crazy. It was a zoo. It was that place. Sure. We loved it because all of us we had our own bay and everyone got along. Just it was like a private oh, bay. Oh, people were nuts. Oh, we were we, well. We, doing we it. were like the calm. I was the calm one. I was innocent. I didn't do anything in there. I'd actually fall asleep. He would fall asleep. So, so you took a shower at work. Yeah, and slept. Um, at work. And where? At work when he was on the phone. Yeah, I would sleep he between like the this. ten seconds. Eric would fall asleep seconds. in his chair, like, "Hi, thank you for calling AOL." Well. And I just, I just fall asleep. During and one the of the bosses came in and said, "Eric," and screamed and jumped. <laughs> Eric went, "What?" Uh, it was so monotonous god it was hell it was hell um but i but then i also had a fitness pass 
Yeah. And I was a swim coach. So yeah, any anytime coach. I did the uh, I was coaching swim. You got your you got your funky behind in that water swimming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. You yeah. You yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I washed myself out. Chlorine kills everything. Uh, so I just want to say you uh, want to people that say I'm just gonna jump in the pool because chlorine gonna kill me. Yeah, yeah. kills everything. Kills everything. I don't need to shower today. I just I went swimming. I need <laughs> I can tell you though, honestly, Eric has always been honest. He's been good. He's a good friend, always been good to me and my wife. My wife recently passed away seven months ago. She passed away after 29 years of marriage. Eric came up with me and was talking to me and he's a good friend. I told him I if he needed any help, needed a place, I'd take him back anytime he needed to come in. Yeah, uh, and, and he just would have to look at the parades at seven o'clock. But otherwise, uh, you know, he's welcome anytime now. So, so when I was living with them, um, so actually I ended up moving in for about a year with these guys. Two, two years? Yeah, two years. And, uh, uh, and Jesus. so I lived. I lived upstairs in their in their place too. So I had to climb upstairs all the time there. Uh, same thing. Oh yeah, he's seen me climb stairs. Yeah, he's quick. Wow. Um, he in the van, he can do anything. He's part Superman. Yeah, but he needed a place. It's Eric, man. I know, but he's, he's Superman to my eyes now. I'm like Eric. Uh, I look at yeah. totally different. Well, I, I got, I got one joke I pulled on Eric when he I, moved out. We were moving to a different place. Eric moved out. Should I tell him about Kenny Loggins? Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good one. He can't stand Kenny Loggins because he kind of resembles Kenny Loggins. Uh, kind of. No, <laughs> really? And so, <laughs> I don't know if you guys are a Kenny Loggins fan or there was an yeah, album. Eric, out, don't make me do it. There was an album with like he was holding like a crystal ball and it's glowing. You see, oh. it, I forgot the name of the album. But he's glowing, and so I put got it from Bookman's. Put on there to Eric, my favorite duplicate of myself, <laughs> Kenny, and I. <laughs> That was banging on his door Sunday night. Boom, 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 boom. Keep banging it. He said, what the hell? I'm coming. I'm coming down. And he's coming down the stairs. I hear him. I went around the corner. And this album cover, he goes, what the heck? And he's looking out like, who's looking there? And he just brought some idiot flips some album cover out here. Jesus. I, yeah, I, I actually, so when I was in college, another story on the Kenny Loggins real quick. When I was in college and I went to the dance club, and this is when I had grown, uh, grew up my beard, um, this lady turned around and she freaked out. She goes, oh my God, are you Kenny, Kenny Loggins? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I should have said yes. Yes, I, I am. I should have said yes. Yeah, right, right. I should. The question know, is, is are you ready to take a highway right. to the danger zone? It, it, depends, on how, look, it depends on how she looked. Oh yeah, no, I should have said Kenny Loggins. Uh, oh yeah, well I didn't been. You got no way to hold up. <laughs> I'd have bust out with a song and a dance. That's Kenny Rogers. Oh, that's sorry. his other. That's that's, that's another, still another good star. I like Kenny Rogers. Let, let you know. Let show you how much I know her. You're kind of in between. You're like that. So the best joke to play at Eric here is Christmas time. Played the song Celebrate. By Kenny Loggins. It's oh, just calling the same. We'll see. Was that you, Tom? 
Oh, that reminds me. We were in Vegas. Oh, yeah. So I was, he, he lived in Vegas for a while, and I went to go see him uh, right before Christmas. And this guy put on Feliz Navidad. And it was one station, Feliz Navidad, for 24 hours straight. Oh, That's no. all you heard. And so we're driving around Vegas, and I'm like, I'm like dying. This one song just won't stop playing. I say, Eric, maybe they'll change it. No, Feliz Navidad again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. It's like today. I think it's TBS or AMC. They're doing Groundhog's Day. They're playing the movie 24 Hours on oh, one of these channels. Cool. Yeah. I used to love that movie. That's a great movie. I do once or twice, but not 24 hours. Yeah, no. It's mm -hmm. like just shoot your eye out. You know, Christmas Story 24 hours. Yeah. But so, so, I, I know we. We had we had a good time at your expense there, Eric. Thank yeah, you for that. Time to pick on you. Yeah. That we love Eric. Good time. We love him. Yeah. My my wife and I really love Derek, and I'll tell you, he was always and still is a good friend. I wouldn't trade him out for nothing. I'm I'm one of the I'll only people that knows his, say, it again. <laughs> say it again. I'll trade you for a pair of Air Max. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, He's, so I'm, I'm like one of the only people that knows his uh, secret spaghetti or his red sauce. He has this amazing red sauce that he makes. And it, it, he won, uh, what was it, second place? Second place out of 15 people in flag. Yeah. In a, in a, Must have took you a while to, to remember that backwards. Oh, yeah. When you have a mom and dad cooking it all the time, you just uh, look like this. You show them a bottle of ragu, they say, yeah, put that shit away. Uh, yeah, of course. I totally missed that one, Sean. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> but he, he does does cook the sauce, cooks it up for him and his wife, yeah. do a lasagna, everything. Yeah. Well, I know you you had you had a news story you wanted to talk about, right? Uh, as far as what caregiving goes. Yeah, how much time do we have? We got we got enough time for you to be able to get through. Well, it was just a so. local if you look up. I don't know if I should tell the name of the company on here or not, but if you look up on the internet, local company in Phoenix and caregiving place, uh, caregiving office, uh, clients killed by the by these caregivers. And the story was they're being sued, but I know they shut down a couple of their companies up in flag because I used to work for one of them. I guess this guy became friends he was suffering with autism. He had autism, and this caregiver, this woman, was joking with him a lot. She would joke with him and say that was her boyfriend. This is mm. her boyfriend, and so. And sometimes these caregivers, they're a little. You're supposed to be keep it professional, you know. You're a care, you know, a caregiver. Let's go out to a movie and stuff, but you don't lead them on. It's just like any you know, lead them on. The boyfriend or fiance of hers or whatever he was got jealous and said, well, you won't leave me alone. He keeps, you know, thinking I'm his girlfriend and stuff. They were doing meth. He even gave it to the client and he just no. flipped out and stabbed this guy 20 times, killed him. Mm. And mm. took one of the vans from the company, tried to give away. They caught him in Winslow, Arizona. They were trying to escape. But it's in the... the boyfriend killed him or the client killed him no the caregiver killed the client 
because he got jealous because he, the caregiver, his girlfriend, was saying that was her boyfriend, the um, client. And yeah, so he got I, jealous of fiance. I read the article, it, it sounded like a client, like function, he was in his 30s, I believe, and he yes. functioned at about 11 year old. 11 year old, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, how somebody could get jealous of someone. Yeah. So, yeah, the client. Hey, Don, it was yeah. a mess. It was the mess. Yeah, methods, yeah. methods. They were methods. Sure, sure. Yeah, and you know, the, the client didn't have the capability to advocate for himself, or didn't know, mm -hmm. you know, really the, the he didn't have the ability to kind of report these kind of things to the proper person. You know, he he, he didn't have that intellectual capability, so he was taken advantage of, and they were taking his money. You know, mm -hmm. his money would come in. They take his money yeah. and buy drugs. So, the yeah, bill would take really... money for rent and he would yeah. offer to pay her rent. Exactly the reason in which we decided as our family to start our own. This um, company still exists now. I think they still have houses mm -hmm. in Phoenix and Tucson. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. There, was, there was many times in which when I, before when I was with an agency, they would send just random people to your house mm -hmm. and you'd be like who is this person or how about the ones that are supposed to show up and they never do that's just, it's the same thing too right i mean that's always mm -hmm. something that you run the risk of when you have a caregiver or a nurse i mean you're always going to run the risk of somebody not showing up unless you're don whose caregiver lives upstairs um you know <laughs> we're not all we're not all quite so lucky don um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's always the risk you're going to run, but I'd rather run that risk than the oh risk God. of some random person coming to my house and me being in a vulnerable position and being robbed, taken advantage of. Yeah, I, I had my share. God forbid, killed or something of the sort. I had my share of caregivers that didn't show up, or when they showed up, you know, they didn't do the job the way they were supposed to. Uh, I've, I've never had anybody. Uh, steal for me that I knew of, but I hear that all the time, you know, especially if there's medication involved. Yeah. So, so have you ever had to, you or Sean, like ever had to just like go ham on somebody? Like, you know what I'm saying? It was just like being straight disrespectful. For sure. Many times. Um, you, I mean, there's a, there, there's a way you have to go about things in the beginning to be able to set precedent of how you want to be treated, right? And I think that's part of it too. Um, uh -huh, uh -huh. For people who can't necessarily do that, it can be difficult, um, you know. But for me, I, you know, I don't have a problem with letting people know when they're in my space too much. Well, letting people know when I don't want them around, letting people know when they said they say things that I don't like, or you know. Mm -hmm. if, I mean, it's pretty hard to offend me, but you know what I'm saying. Right, um, right. Or, or when they overstep their bounds. There's times in which that happens too. So, you know, you have to be able to have an open dialogue with a caregiver. And that's what makes a good caregiver-client relationship is to be able to have open dialogue and understand that. Yeah, it's it's more than just I'm here for six hours or five hours. It's It's more than that. They then a good caregiver or a good nurse or something will, will, will become part of your extended family and will be part of 
what happens with your life you know they know everything that you do and ins and outs of it and so mm-hmm. i've had, had to do it several times i've had, had to fire people on the spot i've, I've had to Ooh. do all kinds of stuff like that yeah Dang. yeah we've talked a lot about bad caregivers but there are some really good ones that I've mm-hmm. had well there's there's some good ones they, really, they deserve you know recognition too because that's like you said Absolutely. it's not an easy job and uh you know where would we be without the, the good ones right so i just it, want to recognize but i want to recognize them as well right and, right i mean and, and this is not about knocking caregivers really it's some it's some of it's systematic too you know the, mm-hmm. the system, exactly. it's it's a system not working not that not the right, caregivers right. too I, yeah so yeah I think, I think that can contribute to it but i think if you're honestly going to get in this business and someone's going to open up three houses care for people do it because you like the job you love the job you want to help someone you're paying it forward and want to help somebody not just do it to see how much profit you can make. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. If you're going to treat people not well, then why are you in this business? Yeah. Sometimes, you- I mean, sometimes it's not necessarily that either. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think sometimes people can bite off more than they can chew. Yeah. And it can become a situation where it's like, oh, my goodness, now I got these three homes with these th- eight, nine, 12, 15, 20 clients, yeah. or whatever. And it's hard for me, it, you know, and it becomes a, an exhausting job. I mean, yeah. I just think about myself as just my care for myself and how much work I put into it, how much work my mom helps me put into it, how much work we I mean, it's a it's it's a more than a full-time job. It's a 24-7 really job. Yeah, but you know, and that but that's the reason why, like I said, um, you know, I said, oops, sorry, my um thing saying low battery. I'm sorry. But um that's that's the reason why I said um Eric, I mean I said that I will open up. I think I'm gonna open up um that's the field that I want to go into myself because I don't know why a lot of people that are disabled, you know what I'm saying? We, we should be on these boards, uh, you know, doing the certification and, and, and getting the input because who knows better than us? You know what I'm saying? It's like you can't, an able-bodied person, you know, I feel they can't give you the full, um, they can't give you the full um, experience or the full knowledge of what it takes to be basically disabled, you know, and things of that nature. So, you know, I think that that's the reason why, you know, we need more advocates in that area and it's lacking, you know, it's, 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 it's lacking really bad, um, you know, uh, for, for people just to, you know, be at, to advocate for proper care, proper health, you know, and things of that nature. I think that we need to do more in that area as, a, as, as being disabled. I, I think the best thing could be, but I don't know if they'll do it because they might say entrapment is use someone as a mold. Go in there, check out the facility, <laughs> and then take notes of what's going on. Where am I? I know some people might not like it, but it's a good way to catch what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a tough Right. That's, that's, that's not a violation. Ain't that, ain't that some type of violation? That violates HIPAA laws to yeah, the fullest yeah, yeah, of all full. You know, yeah. but if you're working for the state and you want to catch you what's going on. still can't see somebody's medical stuff yeah, like that. yeah can't be yeah. part of that. I was gonna say I just no. I just think that it needs to be better screening 
You know what I'm saying? Better screening for caregivers. Um, I do believe they need to probably be random drug testing. You know what I'm saying? They don't do um, that. I, I think they right should now, be a, they don't, If they did any test of drug testing, you probably wouldn't have half the workers. Because a lot of people probably... I mean, because it's, I, depends on the drugs you know what i'm saying because I mean, we, I yeah i mean we it depends yeah. on the drugs but if i test the meth and meth coming back i don't want you need to go about your business i yeah, don't no care thing. about no marijuana i don't care about alcohol you know what i'm saying because everybody drink here and there you know what i'm saying it's like but i just think that you need to i think the screening needs to be you know back more be. you know because i i see how my sister and them get higher they be like oh girl um they just i mean i just hear it on there from their end yeah. Um, of the people that they that they basically um how they hire these people, my sister would be like, man, she had to tell on a couple people. She because yeah. she said, you know, that could be my sister you taking care of. Exactly. So, that's that's the point I was saying. But when you tell, but on she ain't them old. She and, just told the supervisor that she no, was doing a job. <laughs> but then when you tell on them, sometimes the supervisors are friends with the people you just yeah. told on. Oh it's no, like, my sister called and stayed on you. My yeah. sisters don't play. They, yeah, they'll, they'll call a state on that's what you, That's what should be done a lot because mm -hmm. girls mm -hmm. and guys sometimes should be like, kind of mm -hmm. just, you know, at each other. And did you hear what she said? She, well, we're going to give her the business. That happens in these groups, in these homes too. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think one thing also needs to be said uh, as far as we as the clients go. We need to make sure that we're respectful of the people who are doing the right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, there's a lot. There's a there's a there's a lot that goes into that relationship, and it's not a one way street. Believe that mm -hmm. for sure. Um, right. So if you're listening to this and you have caregivers, be kind, be courteous, be you know, yeah, exactly. Be, don't be don't open to their don't, suggestions. Don't call yeah. this chauffeur. Yeah, although, <laughs> like I said, don't yeah. scream at them when you're trying to. Don't cut, Brown. Just gonna say, don't cuss them out because you want to sleep late. <laughs> Wait a minute now. Well, hey, now <laughs> that can happen. <laughs> <laughs> me, no, but you do. You have to be respectful and you have to be courteous right. and you have to understand that it's their workplace as well. Um, I know it may be your home, but it's also their workplace and they have rights, and so. The more you can be mm -hmm. open and communicate with each other and be and be kind, probably the better you're going to get along mm -hmm. with your caregiver and the better exactly. care you're going to get. Well, just exactly. screen them, you know, see what their last job was. If their last job was, so I babysitted my kids' friends, you know, my friends' kids or whatever. It's like, this is not babies and these are adults. Oh, I thought it's similar to it. Okay, I'll try it and see how it works. Uh -huh. I see her one of the interviews. Say, I'm like, okay, uh -huh. she should be good. She'll be she'll be the uh -huh. assistant manager of this house by next week. Uh -huh. I will say uh, though, honestly, a, a few of the caregivers that I mean, the best caregivers I ever had were people who never had one set. Mm -hmm. Right. Of qualifications for the job i just taught them how to do it the way i like things done and that's the best way to be the um, that's, that's the best job but that's because that's you can the best, they don't have a knowledge i feel right. bad for the people that are nonverbal who can't mm -hmm. communicate like all right. people uh with autism that's where advocacy yeah but yeah. that's where advocacy work comes in at because 
they should have an advocate, you know what I'm saying, working with them when they're nonverbal or have some type of cognitive um, disability or anything of that nature. That's where the advocacy work comes in. And, and mm-hmm. huh? Well, case it's management it's too, it's right? It's I mean, up. that's a case management issue as well. I mean, yeah, you know, they're, yeah. They're assigned case managers, and case managers are not violating any HIPAA protocols by checking in on their clients because that's yeah, pop number. it up, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Like, you know, I think better case managers, you know, you better caregivers and, and better, I mean, better government function when it comes to how the whole thing works. You know, I mean, people need more hours of, of people better to be able to help them. Right. Less people in for one person. There's no reason why there should be five people for one caregiver. That's ridiculous. Exactly. It's the most un, unre, it's not, it's not real. It's not realistic. Right, right. Same thing with a nurse. There shouldn't be 12 or 15 people per nurse. That's ridiculous mm-hmm. too. Right. There should be able yeah. to, be able to pay these people a little more, to be able to get more quality, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, as far as people go, you know, I mean, I, don't mm-hmm. know. I, I mean, I could go on about this all day long. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, like, look at me. I, mean, look, I got oh, a, sure, a weightlifting in class. I got a weightlifting class I got to get to. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I'm always hiring. Um, yes. But uh, I, I, I really mostly work with our oh, RN. and LPN at this point. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But yeah, as far as caregivers go, I know there's a lot of people who need those. You know? Mm-hmm. So, anyways. I know we're uh, running short on time. LaRonda's got to go, you know, get them guns, get them guns right. Right. You so. see, I look at me and it's getting dark. So I got to, yeah, I got to go. I got to go to weightlifting class. <laughs> um, so anyway, final thoughts. Don. I think, uh, like you said, the system needs to be overhauled and we need to be part of that process. We need to advocate mm-hmm. for better care. So, uh, but I appreciate Tom coming in and sharing stories with us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, really Thank you. enjoyed that. Thank you for having me. Thank you for all the work you've done in the in the homes as well. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that, Loranda. Well, I like I said, advocacy. I'm a big advocate advocate, you know, for for in, anybody that's being mistreated. Um, so I think that, like you said, we just need more advocacy um, in in that area. Eric. Um, Tom, I want to thank you for coming in, coming okay. down here, and appreciate and, uh, Thank you for having me. Yeah, helping me to um, reveal some things about myself. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure it'll you be mean used. Sean? You yeah, mean Sean's dig? Yeah, it'll be used against me. I'm sure. I'm sure. You know it. <laughs> There's already plans. I can see the gears. His eyes. The wheels are turning. In oh there. yeah, 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 yeah. High speed. For sure. Like a Swiss, like a Swiss watch. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. What about you, Tom? Any last words? Um, senior care workers, make sure to see what they're. I know you can't always be right. You have to see how they start off their first week. I mean, if they're on their phone texting all week, yeah, I could use some breakfast right now. Yeah, okay, in a minute. Then you know, hmm, this one might not work out. But just screen them, make sure they like the job. I would say ask questions. Do you enjoy doing this kind of work? What made you decide to do this work? And you know, answer as well as beats Burger King. 
You know, it's like you said earlier, Sean, you're going to get what you pay for. It's and true. just hope that you're paying, get someone that actually has a conscience. Yeah. And I think, um, I think that you said it, you said it very well right there. Um, you know, overhaul your, if you're having issues, overhaul your, your, uh, your processes, um, you know, do, do, do better screening, uh, interviews are crucial. Do multiple interviews. If you have to, you can do them over Skype, FaceTime, you can do all that stuff. If you're not able to, hopefully you're in a place where somebody can advocate for you and does take that seriously because it really is a serious matter. And like, um, we, we saw on this thing earlier, you know, it can be a matter of life and death, you know, yeah. it can be the matter of losing somebody that you care about or something of the sort. So, um, advocate, 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 uh, and you get a chance to read the article. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I, I'm sure Eric will post that underneath here. Yeah, I can uh, put the links to the articles. Yeah, yeah, put the links to the article. Give it a read. And yeah, if you ever want to know how to live in a van down by the river, you know who to call. That's Eric at azspinal.org, 602-507-4209. Eric will give you all the dates. Oh, you're killing me. It was peace and tranquility. <laughs> you how to shower out of a bucket. If you need right. <laughs> yeah, I got stories. Anyway. Oh, thank you, Jenny. Look at that. That's a nice picture, though. He yeah. Froze. Yeah. He just froze. 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 And that is done. over. <laughs> Bye, Sean. Good way to end the show. Sean's out. Sean out. Yeah. All Bye. right. See you guys. Take care. Nice, nice to see you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, Tom. Hey, thank you, guys.